I just drink wine. Welcome to the wine situation. Welcome, everybody. We pair wines with people's bitches. Whoa. And not the they're like kept people that they call bitches, but they're the complaints. Things they, well, they're wines yeah. with H's. Not that keeping people is a good thing. I was just don't feeling sassy. Keep people. I know. Don't keep people. I like your, I like the sass. Bitch. I don't wine, with a, wine with a bitch. Ooh, that should be our catchphrase. Yeah, I like that. Well, someone's just asking how we met, and we actually oh, met yeah. at Covell. Yeah. Well, I'm Ellen, by the way. Oh, clearly. hi, I'm Sean. <laughs> yeah. Hi. If you're, if you're this deep into this podcast. Hopefully you have a clue. Hopefully you have a clue of what's happening. Um, Yeah, Sean and I met at Covell because he works there and I drink there and yeah. We just hit it off for wine. We started talking. We're like, hey. We like funny things. You like funny things. You know something about wine. I felt like I had this weird instinct because then I was I was worried when I first asked you about this. I was like, we don't actually know each other. Is he going to be creeped out? For some reason, I was just like, I should ask Sean. Yeah. And let's just do it. Seems to be, I like it. Yeah, no, it's good. It was a match made in Covell. A match made in Covell. <laughs> well, you were also studying for your WSATs. I was showing up there a lot. I mean, I was using that as my excuse for why I, I was going to study. Mm-hmm. I was actually, <laughs> legitimately. But I, I honestly also have been going there just since the place opened because it's the best place. Thank and, you. And uh, that is Sean's, to me, my favorite credential to state. Well, no, my favorite credential of yours is that you're the wine whisperer because you oh. magically know what people want to drink. But he also helped open Barcavell and uh, you worked for Gregory Condes. I did. So he's got all sorts of wine creds. People tell me stuff. And you also like take tests, study. You go to the wine library. Bonding time with my flashcards at Covell for the W sets. Oh, you love a flashcard. I, I know. Love a flash I said card. it before. I'll say it again. You love a flashcard. I'm a nerd. No. I meant that as a compliment to myself. I was bragging. <laughs> no, you're stupid. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Uh, um, let's get into it. Let's let's introduce our guest. This is Christina Hepburn. She is our <laughs> lovely. She is the co-host of the most excellent, and we'll have to talk a lot about it. The TNA Talk Sex podcast. She, uh, I guess, we met because of your web series, Autocorrect Fu, which is hilarious. Thank you. And she has a sexy ass voice. Hi, I was just in Vegas yelling in a bar all night, so oh, I've got really? a yeah, I've got a good throaty thing going on. What <laughs> was that about? I did. I made a commercial there. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I can talk a little bit about it. It's kind of funny. I got cast as like the French Canadian. Whoa. Yeah, and it's a pretty complicated dialogue. Do like you speak dialect. French? Um, yeah, I went to a theater school in Paris. Oh. Yeah. Bien sûr. Yeah. The, uh, right. Um, the school for. Uh, gosh, I haven't said it in time. It's the uh, Ecole du Théâtre de Jacques Lecoq. <laughs> Um, De Jacques Lecoq, what? Yeah, or Lecoq. Lecoq. <laughs> Which, Aww. incidentally, his son was at a party here in L.A. Uh, that I was at. I bumped into him. Yeah. I was like, hi, I was at your school. I don't know. Weird serendipity. So uh, weird. Yeah, I truly have no, I don't know, no background with, like, French culture. I just decided I wanted to go to this movement, like, mime ensemble theater school. Mm. Um, I wanted to actually be better at like my miming in stand-up, which I guess a lot of people just go to UCB for that. <laughs> I think groundlings are the groundlings. groundlings, too, groundlings too, yeah. I did groundlings UCB, too. Love it. 
it. Same. Um, Wonderful. We love UCB. We're recording at UCB, but um, right. I feel like Groundlings, right. they're the people that were like, space work. Like, you spend whole classes on space Right. Work. So I boarded a plane to Paris and, like, did classes in a foreign language. That is instead. devotion. <laughs> how, how long were you there for? Well, I, um, I ended up doing six months. While I enjoyed many things about it, it was not quite the perfect fit for me. Uh, so I came back, and I ended up, I met a partner there who was also from New York, and we started doing 10-minute distillations of films on stage. So oh. we did Ghostbusters and we would do like all the movement and sound effects and Ooh. yeah they're really fun fun yeah and uh and then we would do some dramatic ones like we did Rand by Kurosawa and they're just wow. visually beautiful wow. um you know kind of this weird amalgamation of like dancing but storytelling and but all through mime yeah and wow. and well and you can make sounds right but I don't we did a hybrid yeah. sometimes there was dialogue like I was the Sigourney Weaver character where they like tossed me up in the air yeah. and oh you know God. yeah and, they, and then there was a point where they're like blowing my hair but basically they'd use like their mouths right and they'd be like <laughs> and then toss my hair up in the air and yeah. I was just like you know wiggling around like I was possessed it was fun it sounds like a lot of good miming yeah yeah oh. so I, I did learn a lot there did. I did also yeah. they teach you to like relax your face mm. so so everyone tends to be like I'm lifting something heavy and they'll squish their face up and then it's like this zen art of like my face is fine I'm lifting something heavy oh <laughs> but it kind of helps with you know I think not getting wrinkled as you get older yeah 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 <laughs> so was it more about like using your entire body to mime yeah oh. all of it yeah I mean there's clowning as well and we did like acrobatics wow. and I put so a mime this... in a short yeah I, Sean... I self-produced a short with him oh god you guys go to nice. YouTube and look up Sean Buchholz uh, did I say that right Buchholz yeah. Buchholz yeah well yeah if you're like super German you can say Buchholz but I say Buchholz Buchholz yeah. uh, go to his YouTube and, and find he has a hilarious little short with Kristen Schaal and he's a mime who just can't shut up can't shut up yeah <laughs> Marcel Marcel that's great Jason McAuliffe wrote it. I feel like we should um, take this opportunity to make Sean open the wine for yeah. us like a proper. Yeah. We'll and uh, while he's doing that, let's uh, let's hear what your wine with an H is. Okay. My, my wine pertains to a particular incident that happened not long ago. But basically, I'm, I'm getting a little frustrated these days by uh, people who have strong opinions on something that they don't know anything about. Mm. And I think mm. that's really come to the forefront with politics these days. So, so my particular incident was a friend of mine were talking, and uh, I was actually talking about um, gender pronouns with someone that I started dating that that doesn't like identify with the same gender pronouns, and it and it's even a little over my head. You know, I mean, I do this podcast about sex, like all that, you know, but I I'm pretty heteronormative normally. Like I don't. So yeah. so I just mentioned it, and and it caused this reaction out of my friend where she said something like, "I don't know anything about it." But and kind of kept going, or I don't know what it's about, but and said it very angrily. And there was like this this fury about trying to like change things and like how silly it was. And I was like, that's when you stop talking. Yeah. When you say, I don't know. Yeah, so that's had, when you ask yeah. a question. Yeah. She admitted <laughs> ignorance and uh-huh. then proceeded to go on a diatribe about it. Yeah. With with no information. Right. And I, I feel like I was I started to feel like that was happening here and there, like yeah. little pockets of it with people. And I just thought, ask the que- ask ask questions. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna go to our wine vault, <laughs> yeah. our wine library. Yes. <laughs> and we're gonna pull out a bing a 
Grand Reserva Rioja. And the reason we picked this yeah, is uh, we figure with age comes wisdom. In Spain, Grand Reserva has the largest uh, sort of aging requirements in terms of how much time in oak and how much time in the bottle before it, they can sell it. And in Rioja, that's a region in Spain, it is even... They have all those requirements, the same as the rest of Spain, but even higher. So we were like, a Gran Reserva would be good because it's the most aged. So this is the wisest wine in all of Spain. And also it's a very complex and interesting. And there's you start drinking and it's made of many different grapes. You can start to ask questions. So we wanted a wine that was wise but would cause more questions so that mm-hmm. people will not be... So basically, like the prescription uh, for you yes, with all these people yes. that yes, yeah, people that know nothing. We give you a wine that has a lot. <laughs> that so, is so charming. I even, love it. Even though what they're telling you uh-huh. is boring and meaningless, at least what you're drinking has a lot of wisdom and a lot of intelligence yeah. behind it. A lot of history. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of an anecdote. Yeah. It's the prescription the for yeah. To the- Cheers. 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 Thank you for to that wi- thoughtfulness. Yes, to wisdom. Oh, reach. Oh, and to be specific, this is from Bodega Baronia, 2006. Mm. Grand Reserva. Well, first we should kind of like oh, yeah. maybe unpack Rioja wines. So Rioja is. I don't know anything about it, but my grandmother is from Spain. Whoa! Oh, oh my god! Yeah, so I, go. I kind of love that it folded in. I'm yeah. so glad this worked. Like Rioja, one of the most renowned regions in Spain for wine. So there's like a lot of classifications. So there's like three main ones: Crianza, a Reserva, and a Gran Reserva. And the Gran Reserva being the fanciest. Yeah. Two years in oak and then three years in the bottle. Well, two years minimum in oak. I think they sometimes, especially these days, it used to be Spain did a lot of long aging in like more neutral American oak. And now they're getting more with the rest of the world and doing longer maceration and slightly still decent amounts of time in French oak that's newer and more fragrant. And they used to end up with very mellow, oxidized a little bit wines. And now uh, modern Rioja is getting to be a little bit more on trend with the rest of the wine world in terms of being more fruit forward and having hmm. the oak elements like the vanilla that you yeah, taste. Definitely vanilla. Um, oh, interesting. Because so from what I know, like California wines tend to be very vanilla heavy. Um, people are fond of their oak out here. Yeah, people are fond of their oak, and but, you get a lot of that vanilla characteristic from oak. Hmm. Uh, French oaks. And Cabernet Sauvignon as a grape really takes that well. Napa Valley, you get those vanilla rich fruit flavors. But in Rioja, they grow Tempranillo, Garnacha. Uh, I don't want to. This this wine in particular has it has ninety two percent Tempranillo, four percent Graciano, and four percent Mazuelo. And it does indeed even this bottle breaks it down for people who don't know. It says twenty four months in oak and thirty six months in the bottle aging before they're allowed to release it. So Grand Reservas they have two years in oak and then they spend three years in the bottle. So remind me, what is why do they want it to age that long? To <laughs> Sean's like explain it. <laughs> well, no, I mean I could explain well, it. But it I'll can take up the oak. I mean, the longer in the oak, the more the oak right. Flavors. So maybe a little richer. Uh, yeah. The time in the bottle is just times for all those flavors to mix and mingle, and maybe a little bit of oxygen to get in there and mellow some tannins. Mm-hmm. Things relax mm-hmm. and all makes friends. It's like you I suppose, know. I suppose with age, things relax. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and also wine. When you put it into a bottle, it kind of like they call it bottle shock. It freaks out at first, so it needs to chill for like I mean. Chill by like, like it needs to relax. It needs to hang out. <laughs> like not on like the beach. actually be chill, but I mean it needs to be cool. But 
it needs to 55 degrees <laughs> relax before as it adjusts to being in the bottle yeah um and then as it you know as you bottle age if it's if the cork and everything is right the wine will just sort of mellow and settle mm. and become really clear like a clear expression of what is going on and there's kind of a sweet spot where wine will be at a great time to open and that's kind of what you're all like trying to figure out and there's a window so usually you'll buy three wines and you'll open one and decide if you know if you want to open the next one and you'll kind of see where the wine is evolving nice. i'd be very curious to open so i guess the most recent gran reserva from rioja would be from like what 2012 because it's minimum yeah minimum that's five the most years. recently released gran reservas would be from 2012 it would be very interesting to taste a 12 versus a 6 and see how a recently opened Grand Reserva does versus this one. Yeah, which is yeah so like this wine just hit the market mm-hmm. legally in 2011. Was it like, Ill- was it illegal before? No, it just was <laughs> it, it, not, it was well, aging. Was it, it, it was illegal. It like would they, be to, oh, to, to label call it, it Grand that. Reserva. Oh. Yeah. yeah, the uh, D.O. It could be a Reserva because a Reserva is um, 12 months. No, yeah. yeah, 12 months in oak and... Uh, two years in the bottle. Two years Three yeah. years total. It's very complicated in yeah. Spain. And the thing with Spain aging requirements is in Rioja, they're just, they're not all of them are different, but they're just slightly different in a couple of the categories from the rest of Spain. Just makes it really hard to memorize. So basically, like Rioja is like all about you get to age. Make more, yeah. Like, like yeah. to me, like Rioja is like like how old is the wine? I never like, knew that. I I think yeah. I would. I'm gonna seek out Riojas when I'm at bars and stuff yeah. now because yeah. I never. Yeah, I didn't know enough about them to drink them. And then I I had a French boyfriend for a long time, and and he was really into wine. So mm-hmm. I sort of became like a French wine snob. Um, I mean, we all are. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they are. I Slightly guess they guilty. are the, the French snobs already, and so they've done the work for you. And, yeah. you, and then you're just like, Mom, I like the French ones because uh, they meh, meh. But, you know, I love... But, uh, why do you not like the French wine? It is, uh, <laughs> it is my favorite, but I don't know. Yeah. How would you mime that to us? Oh, gosh. That'll show on the oh, yeah, podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, I, you know... What was I going to say? Oh, I was actually going to say that I used to fight a little bit with my French boyfriend about, um, I really always loved cava. and mm, I love cava more than champagne. Exactly. It's better yes. than champagne to me. Yes. I do. Sorry, Sean. Thank you, Ellen. Sorry, I'm making a face. I kind of feel the same way. I love, no, in Although general. I've had some really good champagnes and the, they're all great. In general, I tend to be a French wine snob a little bit, but I like cava better than most champagne. I That's like the cool. bubbles. I Except like for my bubbles. ace of spades. I like bubbles. There's I just some, like champagne bubbles. Can you place it though? Like, what is it about the cava that's that you prefer? Because well, to I me, do champagne too. is it's a little too yeasty for me, and it's made exactly the same way for cava. But for t- something about the, I mean, they use different grapes, so yeah. I think it's yeah. something they use what Periata, Zerolo, and Macabau. There's something cava. about the flavor mm-hmm. that is a little more. Palatable for me. It's macabeo, I think. Macabeo. Maybe it's less right. intense. And I think Depends. the bubbles are also a little bigger. I forget, but like apparently the Italian, French, and, and Spanish bubbles are well, all different sizes, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, so cava... <laughs> Very concerned about the bubble size. Cava and champagne are made the same method. <gasps> Prosecco is made a different method. Oh, okay, okay. Can I say this about wines? I, I think that, yeah, I think over the years I've learned a lot and then I forget things and it's just all over the place. But I feel like when you taste it, you know if it's out of this world or not. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you just do. There's some that will make you like great food. Just go, oh, my God. <laughs> yes, it's so true. And like, you know, we, we say on this podcast a lot, like wine is food, yeah. you know, and that feels very much like food. 
Yeah, it pair, it compliment so well it, it, yes. it compliments food so well. I'm really into sauternes, yeah. like the dessert wines. Oh, really? Yes, I just wow. had, yes, I had one while I was in Vegas Very by myself good. at a bar. And then I, speaking of being at the bars by yourself as a woman, ah. I went yeah, by myself. Yeah, Vegas? Yeah, well, I, I was there, so I was there for the commercial yeah. I mentioned. And so I had nothing to do for two nights in a row. And so I, you know, I was like, I'm going out. And I dressed, you know, my best and sat at a bar yeah. alone. And uh, I do it whenever I want to. So yeah, yeah. yeah. When I ended up in a very intense political conversation with um, an older white man that voted for Trump. Okay. And oh my God. Yeah, it was. Well, it was fascinating because I would have a hard time. I, I know yeah. you for sticking. Thank through. you. Yes. Well, he said I actually made notes. I'm going to make a little video about it because oh. he was like, well, you know, everyone's get so hot-headed and I was like I'm I was like I'm not gonna I'm not here to be hot-headed I was like I'm sipping my wine I was having a little Riesling and you know I was like I'm gonna have my sauterne after tasted his food he tasted my we're sitting next to each other at the bar uh and I just I just held it and I actually speaking of asking questions I was like so you know what I was like no I I mean I don't know why did you you know vote for him or what was it about Hillary you know and, and I kind of let him explain and then I would counter with my opinions and he's still standing behind his decision Kind of, but I think I actually planted a few good seeds. Like we yeah. opened, I, yeah, I, yeah, I pushed him in new ways and I kind of was asking questions that were like, yeah, but did you consider this? Did you look at that? What right. about this? And then I said, okay, he was talking about like tax bloat in the government. And, you know, I mean, in a way I, I did have to go, okay, he is paying those taxes. I don't yeah. <laughs> like, it's not getting cut out of my paycheck. But that's the basic, like. Republican argument is that of course like overtaxing well yeah. I thought this was kind of a cool moment I said I said okay what's one of our biggest problems I said I think for me it's education like I'm worried about our school system or you know putting more money into that and seeing that really that people are all have good access to it and everyone's learning to read and this sort of thing right. I mean there are countries that have have you know 99% literacy rates where they did you know Afghanistan did actually before oh. being ransacked yeah. uh yeah um <laughs> so uh uh, where was I going with that? Oh, the point is that I said, uh, oh no, I lost it, guys. Help me. Like bloat, um, like bloat. Oh, yes. I, yeah. I said, okay, so you're saying that you'd be okay. I was like, you'd be okay with being taxed that money if you knew it was going directly to schools. Yeah. You know, you could yeah. see where, and he was like, yeah, I would. And it felt kind of like this cool breakthrough where we found this like middle road. And then we both found the common ground of, of where we thought the problems were. Yeah. And we talked a lot about lobbyists and we mm. talked about how like the Senate should actually have to have the same health care that we have, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, I do feel like he voted for Trump in this almost like angry. I'm fed up with the radicalism of America. So I'm going to give you the middle finger. I said that to him. <laughs> uh, no, but also like fed up with like the government and how like excessive it is and how it's become its own sort of corporation. Yeah. Like, the US government is a corporation and it's basically I think like it always a, has been. It well no. I think it oh. after World War II, I think it really became a corporation. Yeah. And that's because of military. And that's because we mm -hmm. export so much military information and And it shifted the focus of our economy. It it kind of did. You know, and not that's that, where most of our money is going these days yes right good point <laughs> but, no wonderful i feel like i tend to like go on and on and i find that so for example this man he knew some stuff that i didn't but i felt that i ended up sort of educating him on a number of things right so that was really refreshing to have that come from you thank you for sharing that <laughs> oh, you're oh you're welcome anytime <laughs> yeah but i mean just ideological standpoints 
Democrats, I'm much more on board with their social views and their political views and all that. And I do feel like the government does need to be big and step in and sometimes when and make the right decisions and tax people. And yes, there will be waste and there is bloat. But at the end of the day, it's the for the greater good. I right. argued the same thing I sort of said. Because trickle down does not work in because that does not right. work. Well, yeah. look, you know, what's funny is right now that whole thing about like letting the states have more control is is being debated a lot right now. Yeah, we'd still have slavery in a lot mm. of states if the federal government didn't set in. Yeah. And I think everyone's kind of ignoring that detail. Right. Um, integration of schools happened because of the federal government. Right. Uh, gay rights, federal government. There's they're, they, they're moving the needle in a way that um, individual states resist. Yeah. Anyway. Well, because we have to, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, it's just... sad because a tiny part of me is like, I'm in California. I'll still have health care. Yeah, so it's so you know it's complicated for sure. I, you know, I know. Yeah, mm, and mm, I mm, wouldn't mm, want mm. that job, and I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't like, want to be president, and like neither does Trump. I don't know. No, he doesn't. He's trying real hard to get him. Yeah, he's like, oh god, what did I get myself into here? Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's you know it definitely King Solomon having to make hard decisions. <laughs> is that a bad analogy? <laughs> no, that works. That works. No, just you know, your job is to sort of mediate and be yeah. in the middle and and be attacked because you're making choices. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, for the greater good. Hopefully, for well, the largest number of people. But we had a president for so long who we who I felt was doing that. Yeah. He was making decisions and really weighing the options and doing all this stuff. It did feel that way. Listening to people. And I felt like he had my back, and I felt like he was pushing society in a way that I think it should be going. Right. And well, it's and more this, like this inclusive way. I felt in some ways a lot of people talk about like the Obama era, we call mm -hmm. it administration, mm -hmm. almost not pushing the boundary enough. And and. In some ways, there were some very conservative things and like Monsanto weird stuff happened around that time. And I was thinking about my conversation with this gentleman at, in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone's partying and we're like drilling yeah. in on like policy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, by the way, I had like I had my like hair done like Marilyn Monroe, like red lipstick. And I'm like, I think we need to talk about schools, <laughs> you know, in this like sheer black dress. Yeah. It's like been great if Marilyn like, Monroe is... popped out of the cake and was like, Mr. President, let's talk about the school system. Yeah, 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 exactly. Happy yeah, that was. Me, day. I'm the yeah, I'm the re, I'm the the second version, you know, the the improved like we're gonna talk politics yeah. while yeah. while having the same sex appeal. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, I, I found myself like wait, shoot, I got off track. Oh, but after the conversation with him, I was thinking about how we, I feel that overall we focus on the wrong things. And I was talking with someone about like a movie like The Room coming out, and how uh, we end up thinking about uh, the the fear of like being put in a room by some creep that like threw you in his white van right. becomes this like collective consciousness in America. And it's like a fear mongering thing where I'm like yeah. my day to day reality. Um, it's very unlikely that that my biggest fear or concern is a man or a sexual predator kidnapping me and putting me in a van and like tra holding me. Mm. Right. But right. we all kind of have that in our minds. And it's like, well, be careful. Make sure you get home. Okay. You know, and I'm not saying obviously it has happened, to, yes. but a very small percentage. Yeah. And I thought, well, what is something that is a day-to-day -day fear that that is worth our time to take our minds, right? To take our mind energy. And I thought, well, I would maybe start with the food we're eating and the policies that are being enacted with Monsanto. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe maybe that could be where our energy goes instead of worrying about women in a room. Mm -hmm. Or like worrying about like sexual predators in bathrooms or like trans... <laughs> or like, well, I was like going to say, I do have bathrooms. fear of people who are going to sexually abuse me because that's a common, like a more common than talking about maybe terrorist activity was which well, you're I referencing think the, before, the extreme but I'm like, case of like these sort of like extreme right. cases 
But you're right. I, I guess maybe the idea of even ISIS being this big fear thing. And it's like, you know, there's all these articles about like white nationalism is like, <laughs> like they're, they're kind of like white male terrorists causing more issues in America. Yeah. Right. Statistically, have I, I've lost you. No, I know. I'm I think just, that it's, I, it's I, a, I get distraught just thinking. I'm like, I don't even know where to begin to fix these things. I'm. I know. This it's is why I'm not running for government. No, but, but I think you start talking about it, yeah. and that's the only way you do yeah. start solving it. But and then you go, like, yeah, like, I do need yeah. to call my senator and be like, don't effing vote for that Monsanto thing. But to like tie it back <laughs> into your original <laughs> wine of yeah. just like ignorance. Yeah. yeah. And there's so and willful ignorance, willful contentment ignorance. with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem with these like state-driven initiatives is that they encourage that and people yeah. like are proud and and they brag about not knowing stuff yeah. as if it's some sort of like badge of like well i don't know and i don't care right like <clears throat> i don't like i don't need to know and and then uh, <laughs> right yeah and it's like well i think like for example if you know i think that there's sort of this anti health you know everyone's sort of arguing about what to do with the healthcare and i'm right. like i actually i kind of want to change the conversation i'm like if we make the baseline intention to support women's health care because women are on are more vulnerable and exposed in the sense that um, our anatomy is mm -hmm. is Ugh. requires yeah. more maintenance and not in a bad way. We actually right. We create babies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if we say that's the baseline and maybe even health care is free for women of um, menstruating age, something like this. Right. Some I think that yeah, would yeah. be better. Blanket, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Blanket truth. More healthily born babies. Exactly. Which would benefit them whether they were women or men like yeah and we have a you know we have a very wealthy society what if we just said you know what if we think better like yeah. what what's the ideal but yeah. it's the opposite let's of make that. it that we're like attacking planned parenthood like, right and we're like let's opposite. stop giving women access to health care i had and then actually i had this conversation with the guy this man in vegas let's stop funding the thing that gives away free condoms let's yeah. stop funding them why should they keep going yes. well i told him you how hard it was i was i was on the quest for this specific hpv vaccine because we had an expert come on our podcast who explained to us like hpv and like how worried should we be about it and you know all this all this stuff and they basically tell women like you don't need it after the age of 25 and i'm like well if you're married <laughs> uh, and they've actually tested the vaccine in women up until the age of 75 and there's even i think the vaccine for men now too and it's not as well advertised there is, yeah. but anyway so i i get this great information and i'm like great i'm gonna go get that vaccine i can't find it mm. i called several doctors they don't even know. They don't know. They, they were confused. They were like, I don't, one person, they were like, hold on. They had to go find out. Like, they didn't know what I was talking about. Another doctor said, oh, we'll administer it, but you have to go pick it up from the pharmacy. For, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, it was just chaos is like my point. like going to a restaurant and being like, I'll make you the steak, but you got to go buy it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and furthermore, it's, um, I'm here I am trying to do preventive health care yeah. so right. that I don't end up with cervical cancer, so that I don't cost the government a lot of money. I don't know, you know, stuff no. just, uh, uh, yeah. what if, what if? <laughs> what if? Anyway. Oh. Did I get heavy? No, no, no. no. Rioja. Just, and Rioja. Rioja. I know, Rioja. Wine. Wine's wine. fun. Uh. Oh, there's a lot of rules with wine. I mean, Rioja's got tons of rules. Look oh, my that, God. All yeah. that oak. All that Speaking oak of, and grapes. Yeah, if we handled our health care as cautiously like we as we did our Rioja. <laughs> or as Spain does. American, America, our, our uh, wine laws are a lot more lax. Yeah, are, that's a good yeah. point. Well, I like, heard there's a lot more like flavor additives, right? Or, or scent. Well, basically, there's a lot to be named a certain region in Spain and France and Germany. They'll have, to, if, you, if you want to say you're a 
Mittelrhein, like uh, Riesling, you have to follow all these things about how much of the grape you can produce, like what kind of processing, what kind of stuff is added. In America, to name a wine by its AVA, pretty much all you all you have to do is have 75% of your grapes be from that place, whereas mm. it's in most other countries, and it depends for each region, like the different strictures upon them. Yeah, it's a lot harder. I think that can still be delicious, but it does make me think about like packaging in America where it'll be like, made with real cheese. Yeah. And you're like, oh, good. It's real? Thank God. <laughs> well, it's like, like the whole oh. like organic food movement. Like that mm. didn't exist uh, like not that long ago. It yeah. was just food. Right. It was a banana. Yeah. It wasn't organic or not organic banana. It was like just banana. Yeah, but you know what's funny is I didn't. I finally like took the time to read more about organic vegetables. Cause I was like, what is yeah. the story, right? Because it's like, is it silly? And then there's just there's actually just like f- I think like 14 main vegetables and fruits that are like super vulnerable to. Right. And then yeah, and of course one of them was spinach, which like I eat by the handful, like out of the refrigerator, yeah. walking by, yeah. you know, like raw and like unwashed. And I was like, oh fuck, uh-huh. can I curse? Pardon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's some things like years of yeah. like. Toxic spinach going down the gullet. <laughs> but I, I resolved the issue. It's now it's now organic. Gotta I mean, get that organic. organic spinach. I think spinach and apples are the say, two main things. Please, please tell us the Specifically, list of strawberries, I think, Strawberries, too. yeah. But I, I buy the baby spinach and those, the organic baby spinach and those, like, $5 for a giant tub. Because yeah. I also eat it by the handful. Yeah, but okay. then I found out, because I was kind of like, I'll wash my fruits and vegetables, like, pesticides, it keeps stuff alive. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh, so and you're and you're now you're now. I'm you... now like spinach. I definitely buy organic. I I occasionally yeah. get those farm fresh to you organic deliveries because well, I did that for a little while. Taste. I get it like Me every too. couple of weeks, and I, I get stopped. the eggs from them because you could visit the chickens and make sure they're happy. Really? Because I didn't I know that. Care about chicken happiness. Ellen's a uh, vegetarian, um, and she's also a goth. <laughs> you didn't bring that up last time. Oh, I forgot day. to bring it up. I didn't bring it up. I bring it up every episode. Every episode, our goth goblets. And- I feel like Spain's a great, like, the history of Spain. There's, like, a gothic, Spanish gothic. Like, it's a good wine for you, There's those so, Spanish sure. wines. Yeah. It's a deep, deep I mean, red. it is a deep yes. red. It's like blued. Right, yeah. yeah. And they have, oh, just, like, those palaces. You guys, and, you is know, is just- it just me? Is this, like, a very raisinated Oh, yeah. One. It's very raisiny. It's, it's delicious. Very, like, like the oak is very strong. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to drink a lot because I was, musty. I'm still like pickled from oh, last night. Oh, we got you. <laughs> oh, to Vegas. Yeah. Look, Christina, we got but you I'm, good wine. But it's so good. I'm, no, I'm, I'm now drinking. I'm fully in. I'm like, yeah. whatever. What's one more night? <laughs> yeah, you said raisiny, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very raisinated. Like, um, very much. You're like these grapes got pretty damn right. Oh, I don't know that yeah. na- that word. Raisinated. raisinated. That's fun. Yeah. I like that. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna call people. I'll be like, God, you're so raisinated. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And they'll be like, what does that mean? They'll be like, shriveled, like a raisin. Like all the California. Overly ripe. <laughs> all the California raisins are raisinated. Yeah. It means they sat on the vine a good long time. Maybe like, maybe maybe I'll use it for people who've like tanned too much, maybe in the sun. Oh, mm. uh, That's very raisinated. Nice. <laughs> like, you damn, could be raisinated. You got raisinated. <laughs> um, but we have some fun wine questions yeah, for you. Yeah, we you do. Have, it's our yeah. lightning round. Okay. Lightning round. We didn't tell you we were doing it. So <gasps> Guys, you can... I love that. Okay, I hope I don't fail. No. Oh. There is no. no failing. There is no failing. There's only not knowing the answers. That's so sweet. Isn't uh, that true? Back to the theme. Thank you. Don't worry. There's no failing. Yeah. You're I didn't, learning. I didn't ridicule that man when he right. didn't know certain things. That's we just all, talked. But like, that's all wine is, you know? There, like, <laughs> you just there's no learn failing. More. You just learn more. Someone's like, yeah. oh, that's not right. Learn this. Or like, oh, try this. Yeah. Like, you have to, I love you know, this. It's a conversation. It's an yeah. ongoing conversation. We're all learning yeah, all wi- the time. Wine is always changing. Yeah. Literally, this wine in the bottle is aerating and changing and growing yeah. as we speak. So. Wine is a living thing. It's true. It's constantly evolving and changing. And this is this moment in time when we've got to experience it. Mm. 
That's nice. Aww. Poetry in motion. Question number one. Tell yes. us. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Now that I'm liquored up, what do you want right to know? Right to the brass tacks. Question one. I got really Question drunk one. last night and said things I should not have said, and then I was like, oh. I was getting like handsy with the talent. <gasps> oh wait, I think this they is liked it. B- before our <laughs> trivia, I just want to ask that. you a hmm. quick question. Since you do host uh, TNA Talk Sex, yes. what's like the sexiest wine to you? If you're like, this is a wine that makes me think sex. What, what do you have? One oh. You've tasted. It can be the brand, the type. What what oh, wine says God. sex to you? Uh, I mean, uh, mm, um, <laughs> just a lot of. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I th- somehow like this Stag's Leap wine came to mind just mm. now. That's I ooh yeah. Right? And it's it's like a deep red. It's really mm-hmm. good. It's it's got layered. It's depth. I, I had someone that's... who wooed my family with a Stag's Leap once. So. Exactly. He's gone. But <laughs> the <laughs> wine it... stayed in my mind. Oh, yeah, and I've had like some kind of like Burgundy region wines mm. that I think really stayed with me. Now you're speaking Sean's language. Yeah, I like Burgundy. Yeah. Wait, is it, like, is it mostly just like red wine? You think is, this, is sexy wine? That's a good point. Well, like, so, can there be like a sexy rosé? Because Sauternes to me would be very sexy. Which one? Sauternes. I was thinking Sauternes because it's yeah. a very like rich, golden, mm-hmm. yeah. white wine. Silky. Yes. Well, I, you bring up that's. I feel like there's sort of like spring sex, and then there's yeah. <laughs> and then there's like <laughs> you're true. right. The darker ones are a little maybe moodier. What do I want to say about the? I was thinking the Sauternes, but um. I actually, with my French boyfriend, I ended up having this allergy where I thought I was allergic to red wine. It turns out it was gluten. Mm. I know some people are rolling their eyes. Spaniards have a big gluten allergy. It's Uh. actually for centuries they've known about it. It's they tend to be more celiac. It's somehow in their genetic coding. So grandma, thanks a lot. Um, Thanks, grandma. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't. So I discovered that was the issue. But I stopped drinking red wine for a while. So he bought these like this complex white wine at Christie's auction, and it was. And it was Come complex, like a red. Right. Yeah. Now oh, that wine. was white wines sexy. Can be incredibly sexy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was. Oh, I didn't yeah. know white wines could be that complex until he found this one, and it was this golden color, and it was, and it yeah. unfolded in layers like certain reds. Yeah. Excellent. But just like you know, like you can have sex at any time of the day. There's a different wine for every time of the day. You know. There is. Like yes. Different moods. Different moods. Different wine. Different you know. Moods, like you know. This is why he's the wine whisper. Uh, whisper. The wine whisper. On the wine. On the wine whisper. But yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I would say sexually, you have all those different types of experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. Lighter, cool ones, mm-hmm. you know, deeper, so guttural ones. <laughs> you guys, basically wine is just sex. Yeah. That's I what mean, we decided. Like, I mean, true. almost everything. I mean, you know, it's it's still like uh, arousing the senses. Mm-hmm. Back to trivia. Yes, yes. <laughs> question. Sorry. Yeah. That was a good question. That's Ooh. what we got into. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I needed to know because I was like, you would you would know. And I love your answer because it's so complex in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you guys, Christina is very sexy. Thank you. In, like in person, not just in her voice. I'm going to disagree with that. Thank yeah, you. I'm not notice, elaborate. Yeah. Cool. No, uh, lack of... Question number one. What's a Crianza? We answered this earlier. Oh, fuck. <laughs> just right out of the gate. There were so many words in the beginning. I, I was still like nursing my hangover. It's excuses. Um, what do you think Crianza means on a Spanish wine label? That's where you Crianza. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Isn't it? Um, There's a lot of what we're talking it, it's about. It's not at the a beginning. type of grape. It's no. no, it's a classification. It's a classification. Of course, it's not a grape. It's the aging process. Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yes. In in Spain, generally, crianza is six months in oak and two years uh, two years total aging. Six of them in oak. In uh, Rioja, it's one year in oak, one uh, one in the bottle. So that's so, that's yeah. a Crianza. Very good. Crianzas mean two different things in Rioja than in the greater Spain. Because Rioja likes the older, wiser wines. 
Ooh. Ooh. Wisdom is sexy, guys. Go I like making those sounds together. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds really good in our earphones. It does. I know. We just had like this vibrational melding, which, by the way, sexually, that's like a new thing I do with partners. What? Vibrational yeah, we'll melding? Vibrate. Oh my God. The things. Can we come on your podcast just to learn these things? Yes. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll, if I'm on top of them, our chest cavities are together and we'll hum together at the what? same time. And it creates this like meditative center where you're just like melting together. It's like oh a sound God. bath. Yes, it is a sound bath. Actually, oh. I left this out. I started doing professional cuddling. So I take clients and I cuddle with them. So it's actually non-sexual, yeah. intimate touch, you know, physical therapy. I, mean, I have a friend who's an asexual, but he like has deep cuddling relationships. Oh, he does? Yes. Wow. Okay, well, there you, there go. you go. So um, I'll practice that with certain clients as well. And I'll it never this, like, gets sexual? Uh, I've had a couple who, who I'm, I'm, I'm very clear with them. You know, I, I always yeah. have a conversation and really engage to make sure that they understand you know, if that's not happening. Um, right. And I, I have had a couple of sort of fetishistic clients, you know, visit. And I'm like, well, that, you know, that's great. I don't judge it. It's not really my uh, arena. I'm not yeah. even as well versed in it. So I'm not going to best serve you in that. Right. And there are um, there are plenty of people who are providing those services, you yeah, know, facilitators. Exactly, so, right. um, yeah, You're I'd like, say that's, not, yeah. <laughs> no, that's how I handle it. That's, you know, that's actually how I would pretty much say it. That's what I do say. Like, so. I can contract this out to someone better qualified than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Like, I am not going to give you a great spanking. Yeah. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I am. Like, I wish I was better. I went to a BDSM club for my show, oh, you nice. know, and got walked around on a leash and all this. And yeah. then there was this dominating women party and... And, and the, all the men were lined up and we were all supposed to walk down and like spank each one. And I just, I was really bad at it. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll work on it. I want to, I feel like I need to master it. You yeah, know? please get better at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, just like men are kind of required to do it with a lot of women and I guess, again, heteronormative right. dynamics. Oh, right. And yeah, and they're, and they're good at it. Like there's, there's a skill. Sean, what do you know about spanking? That's basically uh, Wall Street. No, okay, all right. <laughs> Question number two. Yes. What is uh, one of the grapes that's in our wine? What is Mazuelo called in France? It's another grape in France, usually found in <laughs> southern France. Killing Most people me. don't know this. These are tough. What was the question? What is a mazuelo? Ma- mazuelo is one of the grapes in this Rioja. What is it's a, most Oh, and people, you're asking me about the region? Mo, no, uh, that's the grape is mazuelo. And it's most people know it by the name it's called in France. Oh. The grape. What's um, the name of the grape in France? Oh, 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 oh. These are tough questions. It's really tough. Like I don't even, I have a hard time following. Didn't know that the other yeah. day. I almost keep, I kind of stay quiet when people talk about the different grape types because I just can't hold them all in my head. I get, well, there's, um, there's thousands. I just said heads, plural. I can't hold them in my heads. <laughs> I mean, you've had a lot of wine, so you might be, <laughs> there might be two heads. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a lot going uh, on up here. The answer is Carignan. Um, yeah, okay, never. I don't even, I've uh, okay. never even heard that word. Yeah. It's it's a, in, it's a grape. Yeah, it's a grape. Can I tell you, there's one dessert, there was a dessert wine that I loved. Yeah. And it was, it's from, what region oh. is it? Oh, no, no, I'm blanking it completely. It's French, and it's this, it's actually this grape that grows on the banks of a of a river. And oh, you probably had a Chenin Blanc, like a Vouvray, that was, uh, they get noble rot, Botrytis. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, that is right, the noble rot, exactly. Yeah. And That's it was, also a Sauternes thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, but it was, it's this one specific wine that I had that was amazing, and I went to that region, and... Oh. Yeah. It might have been a Vivray or a Coteau de Leon, a Loire Valley. Yes, Loire Valley. It was Loire. Yeah. Thank you. Gosh, yeah. you guys are great. That's Bonne what Zoo. I wanted to say, but I had wine and it's been a while. No, it's okay. But I went to the Loire Valley. Re- I was in the Loire Valley yeah. region. Oh, it was yeah. probably a Chenin Blanc with that had gotten some French boyfriend. Yeah, and it was, but that was memorable. That was beautiful. So cool. 
No, I bet. Um, question I love number th- no, I love friends. Well, the, the yeah, the, the well, the fog rolls in, right, and it grows this mold but, on the grape, which right, creates the noble this rot, sweeter, though. yeah, like increases the amount of sugar in what it. What it does is it pierces the grape, and the grape dries. The grape becomes a raisin a little bit, like this wine is raisinated, mm-hmm. and it's so delicious. that's why it's sweeter, but then also somewhat of the taste of this noble rot. You can, there's a lot of re, uh, regions where they get the fog coming in, and it makes the ra- the grapes do that. But then they get something called gray rot if it doesn't get hot and sunny enough in the afternoon. So making oh, those fuck. grapes is really complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> it is. It has to be Quite foggy so in the morning, hot in the afternoon. It has to be a perfect ripening region. Yeah. Hmm, complicated, just yeah, how I like it. Yes. <laughs> it, also, it could just ruin your grapes, too. You know, like it could also just right. make them The gray rotten. rot. Yeah, the gray rot. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Rot. Oh, gray rot. You know what's funny? Sorry, it just reminded me of the in Vegas last night, really drunk. One of the guys in the crew was like, well, what are you looking for in, something, like, in your dating life? And I was like, I'm looking for mischief and intrigue like that's what came out <laughs> yeah and i was like i don't know that's a good thing like i'm never gonna have a girlfriend boyfriend what which but i brought uh, sorry go ahead continue we're gonna just because you said it was complicated question. yeah i'm sorry i'm a talker podcast no, it's just, yeah that's what go we're ahead. here for um no Especially I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask i know right how do you rein in your guests are we all runaway trains Okay, go ahead. Uh, no, we, we <laughs> we're asking you a lot of questions. I mean, you talk Everyone about sex, we can talk forever, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm getting so excited. Yeah, right. <laughs> Arousal of the senses. It's true. <laughs> What's another grape used commonly in Rioja blends? We named it earlier. Tempranillo. Oh, well, yes. This is Yes, besides, that's correct. That is correct. <laughs> that's correct. Ding, ding. That's correct. We you were going, so nice. I, if I'd elaborated, I said the one that's not in the wine we're drinking. Oh. But she was so quick. I'm going right, right. to give her, I'm gonna give you that uh, one. Yeah, you get okay, that point. <laughs> extra so, credit. What's extra another, credit. Com- another common Spanish grape we, we hear about. So there is Tempranillo. Mm-hmm. They frequently make rosés of this one. And mm-hmm. there is Mazuelo in this. There's one more grape they frequently grow and use in Spain. There's one more that they grow and they use. They also use it in France, although a slightly different name, but almost the same. I'm going to let Alan flex a little muscle here and throw out the answer. Garnacha! Garnacha! I've heard of that grape. You're right. I've yeah. seen that Grenache. often. Grenache. Grenache, right. Yeah. Grenache. And we Good have... Job. Good job. Yeah. Wait, did you know? Because Alan said it first before you said no. it. No. Okay. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. That was that for everyone, for the record, everyone. Ellen said it. I've absorbed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> from the we'll lesson. Send you the cliff That's notes. not true. Now yeah. I know. You now I know. Now I'm like Tempranillo, Grenache. You refreshed me on the noble rot, even though it was like, yeah, that's what I meant. It was like something, that that was like my fun fact that I, that's the only one that I would employ. And it's it a super fancy. duper complicated thing. I only know because I'm a nerd who likes flashcards. I oh. love this. I love how much you guys know about wine. Oh, you know, a little bit. We're just all learning now. That's yeah. true. The people that know the most about wine say they know the least, probably. Well, I mean, they say they know stuff, but like they're always down to learn and educate and be humble and try well, and like figure out the right answer. And like I said, wine is always changing. The requirements are always changing, so you have to keep learning to keep up. Otherwise, you could be talking about Spanish wines from 50 years ago when they were in American oak and exactly. Oh, uh, so yeah, right. Things are changing. You have to keep learning. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. I loved when you were talking about how what's sort of trending right now that right. I wasn't aware of. I want to add that my mom's from Colombia. So my grandmother's from oh. Spain, but she migrated to Colombia. And we went to a vineyard Ooh. in Colombia. There's this lone oh, vineyard. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. And apparently the guy, everyone was like, you can't grow wine here. What You're was he crazy. growing? 
he had he had three different types. I think two of them I did not enjoy, but one of them was actually had this really like mineral, like earthy flavor. Oh. And I brought a bottle back, which do you know what kind of grape? I drink? No, <laughs> don't no. remember. That's but maybe okay. if you Google like Colombia vineyard, you'll yeah. find it. I mean, it's like the only one there. I yeah. hear Uruguay is up and coming. Yeah, for... Uruguay. Wow. Yeah, they like uh, Graciano in Uruguay is really good. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Just FYI. But um, well, I guess what was interesting was how it was such a it had its own unique flavor and right. it was just its own thing. The soils, the f- weather, everything. Like, the flavors. The flavors. The flavors. <laughs> the wine makers, the barrels, the time. I mean, like, you can really grow grapes a lot of places. Yeah. You know, it just depends. It, it's like a combination of farming and winemaking. And the grape. And the grape. Sometimes grapes aren't suited but like, to but, soils. No, yeah. Mm. But, oh, oh, yeah. Like, like Chardonnay whatever will grape grow is everywhere, growing, yeah. pretty much. But pretty much a combination of farming and winemaking and... Most of like European wines have been about the farming. Like you farm, and then the wine just happens later. Hmm. It's obviously evolved and become much more of like artisanal one. flavoring. Yeah. Whereas in America, it's more about the star winemakers as opposed to the actual like terroir. But that's also changing too. So, but like the like that's like the broad stroke of modern day wine. I just want to say, um, Sean has his dog with him in oh. the show. Do we'll put you, a picture of Shelby yeah, up. you have to totally share. Shelby's here. It's amazing how, like, relaxed She's your dog is. She's the chillest dog you've silent. ever seen in your entire life. She's, like, the chillest little is dog. Is she a wine lover also? She's a wine lover, yeah. <laughs> She's like, yes, I'm getting a massage while we drink wine. Well, you know they have, like, wine for cats? Um, have you heard about that? Yes, yes. Which is just, like, so you're not drinking alone. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Oh, my God. Um, I need, like, wine for my dog. We're going to put pic- uh, pictures of, of Shelby and the Christina wine and, yeah. and the wine and all and the these wine, things yeah. on our Instagram, which is the wine situation, wine with an H. You can also email us. We'd love to hear people's feedback yeah. on what you think about this and what you want to hear more or less of. If or you correct want... our information, please. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. wine's sure always changing, and I probably remembered something wrong because we're all drinking here. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. If you know something that we don't, probably we're open wrong. to learning. Oh, yeah. An open to correction. Yeah. So the wine situation at Gmail is, is that. and Is the wine with an H, though, right? Yeah, right. it's wine with an H okay. at yeah. Gmail. And then the wine situation at Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. message us. It's the wine situation know. either at Instagram or Gmail. Oh. Yeah, you can message us there. Um, where can people find you, Christina? Yeah, uh, so my podcast, TNA Talk Sex with an ampersand, T ampersand A. Oh, okay. uh, but, but all social media is TA Talk Sex. It's okay. a coding issue. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just TA Talk Sex, yes. uh, as in, you know, the tits and ass. But um, uh, I'm also Cree Hepburn on, on social media cool. at CHRI. And uh, and I guess I guess people could find me on the cuddle list if they want to cuddle with me. Oh. Right? Should I offer that? Yeah, offer up hey some guys. cuddles. Yeah, if you'd like to do some of that chest cavity humming, <laughs> drink some wine and have some cuddles. Yeah. And then and then just real quick, what's bringing you some joy in your life right now? Oh, last question to finish it out. Oh wow, what's bringing me joy? I mean, at this very moment, I like I just filmed that commercial, you know, and I had like a rollicking time with yeah. like such mm. beautiful, fun people. Yeah, I love that. And I, I saw the pictures; those were beautiful people. Yeah, including you. Oh, and I didn't even get a photo of like handsome yeah. Dan. Like we just oh. called him handsome Dan the whole handsome time. Handsome Dan. Yeah, wow. yeah, and he was like, "Good night, guys," and I gave him this like long hug. <laughs> I wouldn't. I was like, "Bye." You're like, He's "I'm a cuddler." Bye, He's Dan. Bye. Dan. I just held him for a while. Uh. <laughs> well, to handsome Dan. To handsome Dan. Yeah. Hey, cheers. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This was so much fun. Yay. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with my PA. I just drink wine.
Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. If you want to talk at us um, or write us or subscribe, we're on iTunes, The Wine Situation. We're also, we have an email. We have an email, you guys. The Wine Situation with an H. It's 1996 and we have an email. <laughs> oh my God, we're up to date. <laughs> on my... <laughs> we're my also on Instagram with a... Windows an... 95. <laughs> <laughs> you can AOL our uh, what's the what's the thing they call it? You can AOL and uh, my IM is wine the wine situation. Find us on MySpace, guys. <laughs> oh, we're, we're we on, should thank people. <laughs> we're on um, Friendster at yeah. Thanks everyone. Winebitch.com. Thanks Covell peeps. Thanks. Uh, Dustin Lancaster, Matthew Kanner, Gregory Condes. Thank you to the people who did our music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next week we have the spectacular and hilarious because we recorded it all over. Spoiler alert, we don't do this in real time. <laughs> Nate Cordry. Nate Cordry's on next week. And it's yeah. pretty great. So share with your friends, guys, and um, tweet about it, talk about it. And uh, we'll love you forever. And we'll you love you forever. <laughs> you will get one unconditional love stamp <laughs> yes. in your sticker collection. That's a promise, maybe. That's a promise, maybe. That should be our like theme song. I love you, maybe. I love you, maybe. Or uh, Call no. you. <laughs> Call you, maybe. That's what I was thinking of. Um. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye.